Your mom is caring for your dad. She says she's doing fine, but you can tell it's really wearing on her. She looks like she's not sleeping and she stopped meeting her friends for their weekly lunch. Or maybe you're the caregiver. And for the last two years, you've put off your family vacation because you couldn't leave your dad. And you really need that vacation. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and this week we're talking about taking a break from caregiving. We're talking about the respite stay. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. Hi, everyone. It's Valerie. Before we get to today's episode, I have a quick question for you. How many coworkers, neighbors, clients, or friends have you told about the podcast? Well, we know you have because our numbers are growing. Thank you so much for spreading the word. We've heard from so many families who have felt less overwhelmed just by listening in. If you're one of those listeners, or maybe you're new here, and you find the podcast helpful, consider donating. Even $1 can help us continue to bring you the best episodes. Look for the donate button on our website or in show notes. And thanks for listening. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Hi, and welcome to the show. We've been focused on family caregiving for the last couple of episodes, and one of the things we see so often is the caregiver getting sicker than the one they're caring for. So this week, we're going to talk about one option for taking a break. It's called the respite stay, or short-term stay. We're also going to take a look at other reasons you may want to consider a respite. If you've ever toured a senior living community, then you may or may not have been offered this as an option. Not every community has it, but what exactly is a respite? Well, it's where your loved one actually moves into a senior living community, using the community's furniture, and usually for a specific amount of time, most often a minimum of two weeks to 30 days. Now, if you're a regular listener, you may remember our episode on the senior living community paperwork. Well, the process of a respite involves the exact same paperwork and the same procedures of a regular move-in. This is partly why they have a minimum time frame. They're going to do a nurse assessment. They'll put together a care plan, train the staff on the care, including the dining room for any special diets. Medications will be coordinated, and they'll get the room all set up. And they can also help you with the actual transition especially when it comes to memory care, because those can be a little trickier. That's a lot of work for the community. But for you, aside from the paperwork and maybe bringing a few personal items, a favorite blanket and pictures, you are just dropping your loved one off for two weeks or 30 days. So are you already imagining what you do with your 30-day break? (laughs) Well, we've worked with many families who've chosen a respite stay for many different reasons. One, to take a much-needed vacation or even a staycation. 
just a break from their caregiving duties. To do work on the house. To try community living. And in this case, we've seen families choose respite even for independent or retirement communities. Sometimes that trial goes so well that mom or dad end up staying and converting to that actual move-in. Let's pause here and talk a little bit more about this type of transition. I mentioned earlier that you're most often using the community's furniture. You're also likely to stay in an apartment that's specifically designated for these respite stays. You may need to choose a different apartment. And of course, costs will be adjusted, sometimes up, sometimes down. The great part about this type of transition is that your loved one can continue to live in their respite apartment while you get everything set up in the new one. And the paperwork is all done. You'll only have to do a small bit of change based on that new apartment. So this can be a really great option if your loved one has been nervous about the idea of community living. They can try it out for a month and see how they like it. This is also a really great option because aside from reviews online or your coworkers or friends' experience with a particular community, nobody knows what that community is like until they've lived there. Another reason that families choose respite is if their loved one is recovering from a fall or surgery and they need more care than can be provided at home. In these cases, respite stays may be converted to a move-in if more than 30 days is required. We worked with one family in this situation. They anticipated, of course, with the help of their mom's doctors, that she was going to need about three months to recover from her surgery. The community only allowed respite stays for a maximum of 30 days. So the family had to proceed with a full move-in. What they did is at the two-month mark, they went ahead and gave their 30 days notice, taking them out to that three months. Now, if you're not sure what I mean by 30 days notice, you want to make sure and check out that episode on the community paperwork, and I'll put a link to that in show notes. So their mom was in a protected environment receiving the care she needed, and once she was strong enough to move back home, she did. This also gave the family time to make a few modifications to her home. Now, you may be wondering at this point why families might choose respite over in-home care. Most often, it's cost. In an assisted living community or memory care, your loved one has access to 24-7 care, and the cost of 24-7 in-home care is usually much more expensive. Sometimes, double. I'll put a link in show notes to an episode we did about in-home care as well, so that you can compare the two. On a side note, there are also day stay programs or adult day centers for those with dementia or Alzheimer's. These offer a full day, sometimes half day break to caregivers. And some communities offer this as well. Some senior centers and other not-for-profit organizations. You can find your local programs through your area agency on aging. Thank you so much for listening in this week. If you're a family caregiver, I hope it means you're one step closer to taking a break. If you know someone who's caregiving and you know they need a break, I hope you'll send them this episode. 
Don't forget to check out our doable download for show notes. And until next time, make it doable. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. Thank you.